Discipline stoners out on the scene Matching tracksuits and Jordan 3s Can't wait to see you and smoke more weed What's that you got there a blunt for me? Fuck it, I'm lucky, I love you too Let's see you all drop some new stuff too What's there a Sunday on a Sunday cruise? Doing reviews for her next skew You ever see something so true that you couldn't unsee it? Something that you just knew would serve you? Whether it be self-awareness, plant medicine, a lover, a career. That's what we get down to here. Welcome to Disciplined Stoners, the gateway drug to mindfulness. Spark up or don't, and enjoy the show. Glad you're here. Welcome back to another episode of Disciplined Stoners. I'm your host, Eleven. My name is Winnie. And, and we, we are the gateway, gateway drug to mindfulness. And today, sometimes you just see someone do their thing and you want to yoink them right out. You want to be like, why are you so funny? So we got the opportunity to do that today. This guy has performed at Just for Laughs. He's been crushing sets all around town. and He loves weed. That's really important. That's yes. a big time. They've both been on Puff Mamas. Yes. Any, yeah. Anything to add, Win? Well, you took my only thing, which was just for laughs, and we said we were going to improv this uh, intro. I've seen Peter multiple times, and every time he blows my mind with hilarity. So please welcome our next guest, Peter, Peter Saran. Saran? Saran. Like Saran rap. That's yeah, what I thought, Saran. Saran. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Pleasure, man. Yeah, Glad thanks you're for here. being here. I'll, sh- uh, <laughs> I'll like, spark up I'll to spark, that. I'll spark, I'll spark something up for this, that. This, just so you both know, I don't know what your deal is, but um, he gets a little squirrely on sativas. Uh, this is a super lemon haze. Okay? I got some I just wanna, Oh, it's, uh, it's all good. I yeah. grew up poor, so whatever you give me. <laughs> yeah. Really Do you have any? favorite strains or it's really just like anything uh, I, I remember uh, growing up before they legalized it like me and my cousins used to sell weed yeah and we'd always get pissed at dudes that would come and be like hey do you have this strain of weed i'm like no we have weed that's <laughs> <laughs> all we have man what? i remember those days of legacy yeah i'm like you're in my basement bro i don't <laughs> what was your um, when when did you first try weed um i'm 14 14 yeah. yeah that's the average of the people that have been on this show yeah. it's usually about that was it love at first sight uh i guess i don't know it was a it was just a bunch of my cousins smoking weed and they're like yo you want to do this i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so i i smoked my the first like it it messed me up pretty bad was it a joint was it a blunt was it a bond 
I'm pretty sure it was like a, like a joint they were doing like spliffs at the at the time. I so the, so a spliff is uh, they put some tobacco in it. Yeah, yeah. They're it's very like uh, I guess cause I think we per- picked it up from the British. They really like mixing their weed, yeah. their weed with uh, with uh, tobacco. Yeah. Do you want this? I think to you? I think British yeah. people. Thank you. They're like 50-50, bro. The UK spliffs. They're like y'all are smoking cigarettes, homie. Like it's not fully weed. Like no. what? It goes right to the head, man. Oh, it, it, yeah. It, it did mess me up for a while. Cause that. So that's what you thought weed was at first was weed with tobacco. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was weed. I thought they were just giving me weed, and then I was like, did you, did you spike this? <laughs> and yes, they did, bro. And they're like, ah, it's just tobacco, kid. That's just normal weed. I was like, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> So they thought you were talking about angel dust in the cannabis, but no. Yeah, it was like uh, like that scene from Friday. You yeah. Know, the one where Chris Tucker accidentally smokes. Angel like, dust? P- yeah, angel PCP. dust. And it's just in a chicken coop. Yeah. What is PCP again? Angel dust. Gets y'all fucked up. It's like speed. Yeah, it's like speed on speed. Okay. On speed. Mm. Do you stick to plants? Do you like other drugs? Yeah, I'll I'll do honestly since I started doing comedy people just give you drugs. <laughs> yeah. So I've tried um, Yeah, people just be like, "Hey, you want you, you want cocaine, buddy?" <laughs> Not cocaine. <laughs> people sometimes treat it like a drug deal. I'll go in for a handshake cuz I'll be like, "Hey, thanks for coming to the show." And they'll just they'll just dab me up and it'll just be like Molly in my hand. Now. <laughs> cool. And do you fuck with Molly? Yeah, it's for me. It's different. Like other people want to party and yeah. stuff. I just want to watch TV. <laughs> like sometimes I'll walk, and if people are like, oh, I get, I get mad horny on Molly, <laughs> and I'll just walk by. I'll see like a, a two, like a couple, like hugging. I'm like, oh, that's good, and I'll just leave. I was like, that's what. The trip for me is like, oh, I just appreciate life a bit more. That's beautiful. <laughs> we uh, we forgave our moms on MDMA. Oh really? Yeah, it was some deep work. It was some. I was pacing around the room like they did the best they could. They did the best they could. <laughs> like it was this beautiful moment. Yeah, Molly's a Molly's a weird weird drug because you got if it's one of those drugs that you shouldn't do alone. You know, like uh, Molly, you should be surrounded by people, especially by people that that are about love and stuff. Yes. And it shouldn't be like you can't just go into like a board meeting, meeting <laughs> like, like high on Molly, just being like, "Yo, what's the fourth quarter?" You know? Yeah. You want to like touch the person? Yeah, yeah you can't. That's the HR. Like Sally from HR is really having a conversation with you. They're like, well, "Why do you keep touching people?" You yeah. Put Molly and her shit. Yeah. See, the thing about uh, I know a lot of dudes growing up that would do it. They were they're like, "This is funny. Watch me spike this drink." Oh my god. And it's always, and I'm like, that seems like a bad idea. He's you, like, it's, it's of a girl or a guy. No, just like uh, we go to we like prom and stuff, and it would be oh. like we watch like we grew up watching like American Pie movies and stuff. Right. So we were really into like, yo, you know, would be great if we just if we just put cocaine in like the punch bowl, and I'm like, that's not. I don't think that's how cocaine works. <laughs> so yeah, that's a little frat boy date rapey, but that's okay. That's fun. <laughs> it's not <laughs> if you learn anything from the, no that's not a fun thing to do that's not cool okay <laughs> never yeah. do that well i don't want to say it i'm glad you did no <laughs> yeah putting molly in the punch bowl would be fucking hilarious it would be for like five like, minutes yeah five minutes and then everybody's losing their fucking minds and virginity yeah you're like why are the teachers horny it's like you can't <laughs> 
I love a good horny teacher. If you were a teenage boy and a teacher hit on you and she was banging, would you? I yeah, I guess right? yeah, it would sure. But the implications are wrong. Like <laughs> for me, it's like that's the coolest shit. I'm bragging all my friends. Yeah, but yeah, then, it's for the wrong reason. Then she's not going to her friends and be like, yo, I just banged this hot 15 year old. You know, this is not. No, it's she's keeping that shit on. Lock. Yeah, that's like uh, yeah, that's like you're put those 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 chats are like incognito. You're not. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so good. So um, it seems like you you use drugs uh, therapeutically. Am I? Would I? Is that a good assumption? Maybe I mostly just use it uh, like because I have like severe stage fright sometimes. Mm. Really? Yeah, I get very anxious and anxiety ridden, and uh, weed or like drugs in general are like they're good. Like I honestly. Most of the time, I have to tell the audience I'm high as fuck. Yeah. They generally understand. They can see my eyes. Yeah. The, very much easy to tell how high I am. Yeah. But it feels appropriate to be like, hey, guys, I'm super high right now. <laughs> it made me like you yeah. immediately what when I saw you at Bar Cathedral the first time because oh, you were yeah. the stoner guy. Yeah. And I was like, that's me. Like, on the mm -hmm. music set, I'm usually the one that comes out and says that. <clears throat> yeah, it's like, I'm high. We're going to figure this out together. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do this, guys. It's just, it's very much like we're going to have a therapy moment. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. So in the podcast, we take a similar approach to weed. We're like, we like it. We don't know about it. Let's learn together. Yes. And let's just unfold. And I'm going to be funny or entertaining, hopefully, along the way. Yeah, uh, that's, always, that's always the hope. Or doesn't go well <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you miss but yeah. that's okay most they, times you hit yeah. It, yeah. luckily sometimes you're just in the corner being like ah, I made a huge mistake <laughs> ever since I've seen you do stand up comedy I feel like you've been hitting yeah I think something that what was the journey to that that I admire about your what your work when I see you is that you feel very present because even the last show that I saw you at was at that um, Pop Mama yeah it Red was Wood? at that uh, consumption lounge show oh yeah the, the and lounge. you and guys it, both it, had the, really good sets the music that night. there there was like a uh, like a bass line going yeah, off on I your got set because the way I started comedy I didn't start in Toronto I guess the big city if for mm. anybody not listening from out of, I don't know, somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I started in very small towns. Like, I'd go from town to town. Or I wouldn't go town to town. They would invite me, obviously. It would be weird to just show up. I'd roll in and, like a country. <laughs> yeah, just like, like just, just <laughs> a cowboy. Just in the corner, just being like, hey, you guys like uh, comedy? You want to come into this weird alley you guys got in this small town? So, so you'd get shows at smaller yeah. venues in smaller towns. Yeah, and it, that's how I learned because I idea. was like, a lot of the time it, the, the skin color just it was very like I was like I was like a brown bean in, in a sea of rice kind yeah. of thing where I was like the only brown guy <laughs> at these shows. So I I had to learn, I had to adapt because I'm like mm. I don't want to piss off white people <laughs> in small <laughs> towns because once they get together and they're angry over. Like when white people get together and they get like really about something, oh my god! You don't really want to be in the path of that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so funny. I've been in the reverse. I was the one uh, rice, the one the one right rice in a sea of beautiful <laughs> caramel beans. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that. But an equal amount of wanting to stay on the right side of people. Well. <laughs> yeah, let's go that way. Yeah, yeah, um, comes down the line like a factory. But yeah. no respect. We man. started yeah incorrectly. Respect I guess. on that. So so. I always say that, like, when people are starting out and they're trying to aim for the big bigs or whatever, <clears throat> um, it's like, 
go do stand up at like a bakery in the day first. Because if you can like, not really, but you know what I mean? Oh, like no, no. hard, weird scenarios. Because if you can cut your teeth on that, then you're really ready for that yuck, yuck audience. That's just yeah. like. Well, not even just, it's just that. Like I, I started to do some of my weirder shows when I got here. You know, like especially when they legalize weed. Right on. Uh, every year they do. I guess it used to be um, they would they would march for the legalization of marijuana. Yes, and, I was I was part of that shit. And now it's like a parade every year. It's a parade, not yeah. a protest. Exactly. And they invited me to do do a set on like like one of the parade floats. <coughs> oh my Whoa. god! Uh, yeah, somebody set it up and it was bad. <laughs> a moving set because you can't yeah. build a rapport with the audience. It's yeah, it was just like, that. hey, so you guys are okay. Uh, hey, you guys are okay. That's just, it's not it's not conducive to what I what comedy. It's an interesting was. idea, but it would need to be yeah. like you got to shout one liners. Well, not even that. I remember they stopped on Young Street once and so i could just do like a five minute set yeah and the mascot they had was right behind me and he was just a marijuana leaf oh no but he looked so angry like nobody (laughs) could see him but me because i was this close i'm like oh you look angry and so i'm doing comedy i could just see i could just see like a like, mad leaf. Like, I can feel him just staring at the back of my head. <laughs> and that's I'm not like, the plant. You're not doing no. a good representation of the plant, mister. The guy inside yeah. the suit was pissed off? He seemed su- pissed. Whoa. I was like, I think, I think that wasn't what he was looking for his career. Like, he was, <laughs> I think he was at least trying to get, like, mascot of the 905s, but got, like, mascot of a weed float or whatever. And I remember, and I it was bad. It was a bad show because first of all, everybody's already stoned in the audience, oh and then God. you got passerbys just walking down this very busy and they're like, what street, is this? and they're just staring at me. And I'm like, I'm staring back. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> what to do. And I remember the cops had to had to they had to like uh, they they were following us because I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. there could be a riot at this weed thing. <laughs> the escorts. No, yeah. it's all virtue signaling. It's like oh, a police presence on site. You know, yeah. don't, don't worry for those scared people who uh, have. But they were stigmas. staring at me like, oh, man, this is bad, man. <laughs> they could even feel how tough oh, your yeah, job yeah, was that day. They were just like, they were just like, like I've never seen a cop smile. Yeah. And when I see a cop smile, I'm like, oh, shit, it's going bad. A lot of things good when a cop starts smiling. <laughs> I don't say much. Like, I'm talking to a cop. Well, just uh, I find it easier when they're, like, upset at you. At least you know where they're coming from. Well, usually I just try to stay away altogether. Oh, yeah. My favorite way to talk to cops is this. The only the only <laughs> time the only time I I feel I feel okay with cops is like when I'm on stage, like in they're in the audience and I have to interact with them. Yeah. It's the only time they I'm can't okay. do anything to you, bro. I used that to I busk. <laughs> I used to freestyle rap outside the Blue Jays Center, and like one time this cop was coming up on me and I def- <laughs> like I break balls, I have all sorts of fun. I'll go as far as talk about, like, make a bacon metaphor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's something there that they're like, ah, they have a little laugh. And I was packing up one day after a great day. I was definitely on federal grounds of the Rogers Center as, as well. So I was, like, kind of scared that this cop was hanging over me. And then I was like, fuck, just ignore him. Just ignore him until he goes away. Just, like, having to speak to a cop. Because I also drove for, like, over a decade without a license. Oh, so, like, is, talking to cops, period, I still don't have it's it. It's insane, <laughs> May I say? It's the worst part of our relationship, probably. But I got so good at driving the back streets, bro. Anyway, moving on. I just admitted a major whatever. Oh, it's okay. I've I, gotten tickets on them. Yeah. I just, whatever. It doesn't matter. So this guy talks to me. He goes, yo, yo. And I was like, okay, that's cool. He's using casual language with me. 
he's a Latin cop. He said, bro, I've been watching you for like a couple weeks now. And he's like, I love what you're doing. <laughs> I was like, oh, I took like an emotional dump in that moment, you know, because right. I was so scared he's going to try to hit me with a citation or something. I'm like, that's good. It's nice. I had a nice interaction with him. Yeah, cops was... cops never interact well with me, you know? <laughs> like, I remember I got, I was, I was riding to Ottawa for a show. It's about a five-hour drive from here. Yeah. And uh, I'm just driving, and I'm I'm driving slow because I've gotten like I, t- I I drank those edible drinks, and I thought I'd be okay on them. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I smoke weed like every day. Yeah, I'll be good. They yeah. hit different, can. especially if you take it too quick. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just like sipping it, and I could just feel it. So I was like, I'll just slow down, just keep driving normal, <laughs> <laughs> just as normal. I'm a, I'm in the slow lane. Trucks are passing me and shit. I got honked at by a truck. You're going like, like yeah. 30 on a highway, bro. You yeah. don't even I was like it. 70 and 100. <laughs> no, it, it, but the way I got That's pulled over, slow. I know. But the way I got pulled over, I was only 10 under the under the. Okay, the so speed you were at limit. 90. I was at 90. That's not bad. And the cop, the cop's following me, and I know he's following oh, me. Oh, that's the worst feeling. It's like you're being hunted. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I gotta be going. Am I going too fast? I don't know. <laughs> I I could have just checked. How fast I was going, but I was like in my head, I gotta be speeding. This is wrong. It's gotta be like American, like whatever they do. And so I get pulled over finally, and he he steps out of the car. He comes. He's like, hey, ID, all that. I give it to him, and he goes back to his car. He comes back, and he goes like, do you know how fast you were going? I was like, nah, officer, I don't know. He's like, you're going ten kilometers under the speed limit. Why were you going so slow? And I couldn't say this out loud because in my head I was just screaming because you were following me. <laughs> yeah, so, you could have said that though for real. I could have, but I don't. I just yeah, that's not, like, then no, why are you so no. scared? Yeah don't, yeah, yeah, don't say that. And so I was like, oh, I, my bad, officer. I didn't know. It's it's. I'm sorry. He's like, just don't do it again. <laughs> just follow the tra- like the, the the flow of traffic. I'm like, everybody's going like 140. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and I keep right? seeing signs like you go 140, you're getting like a fine in yes. deduction. So my now I I was afraid that if I start going like even like 110, the same cops gonna show up <laughs> and say and, and pull me over and be like, "Do you know how fast you were going?" <laughs> I'm just scared, bro. That that that's the thing is like it's never cool. like you, like cops sometimes will say cool things. You're like, "Oh, that's a good cop," yeah. but then the most of the most of those cops are just like, "Uh, oh, buddy." I'm about to fuck your day up. That's I know. It's fucked up. And sometimes we, we talk about this kind of self-awareness and in terms of manifestation and what you attract and like what you do with your thoughts. And it's definitely taken a lot myself from most of the friends I grew up with are in jail. Yeah. Like most of them are, you know, so I definitely have uh, no thanks. But I was also the white guy of my friend group that would deal with the cops because... It's fucking true. Yeah. If a, you're a darker shade, you're having a harder time. And yeah. that sucks, dude. That fucking sucks yeah. so hard because <laughs> it's such a lie. So how do you trust authority, authority period, after that? Like, mm-hmm. how do you trust a doctor if you can't trust a cop? Like, you fuck up the whole system. You shoot yourself in the foot. Well, they will Sorry. shoot you in the foot. That's kind of their thing. <laughs> Uh, excuse that, me as do I, they go after me, feet no now that I say it it's probably better if they just started shooting unarmed people in the feet I was like at least I can survive that bro. Like, yeah why don't they just make me dance or whatever cowboys <laughs> used to do like, ah. 
Yeah, nah, right? It's fucked up. And, you know, Fuck. excuse me as I mansplain uh, <laughs> my Caucasian-esque participation in this bullshit on, the, on that element. But you're right, man. Cops have not uh, proven themselves non-overly uh, aggressive yet fully and but you know or like even able to make like decent decisions yeah. we were we were walking there was like a traffic cop but like he's a police officer and um <laughs> and there was some caution tape or something where you couldn't walk and 11 was about to walk under it in front of this other guy who was about to walk under it and i'm like nah let's just go around instead of like go direct to the other side of the street <laughs> and the cop the cop turns around he's like hey he like gets so mad at this guy for trespassing this very yeah. small area very small area they and then the power of it. and then he's like he starts attacking his character he's like what kind of guy are you like like crazy <laughs> I'm like, bro, yeah. you're a cop. You, This is not appropriate at all how you're behaving right now. Honestly, I'd prefer like a cop just bullying you. you know? <laughs> just being like, yo, you should lose some weight. I'm like, yes, officer. <laughs> you're right. Then actually cost you Fuck. money. I think that's yeah. the thing. It's like, who whose side are you on, bro? Are you protecting civilians or are you fucking marching in the king's army like patrolling at people like we don't need that like my dad hates cops so much to the point where he got a ticket driving across the country and he's like you know i don't live in this province right i'm not gonna pay this and he's like he's like fuck this ticket she's like that's a bad attitude and he's like you have a bad it like he can't keep his fucking mouth shut my dad hates cops i think it's just <laughs> it's the power we give police officers yeah it's, it's obviously the power we give them because it's like you you hand them a gun and you then you tell them it's like yeah yeah you feel pretty fucking mighty with the gun yeah. first off add a badge with your name to that and a bulletproof yeah. vest when no one else has one you you basically feel like yeah. you're in the military and these are just subordinates yeah you give them a badge you tell them they could tell us what to do they can arrest us when they want to when they want to yeah you don't even have to do anything wrong they, they can say by suspicion yes so human flaw so that's like when we get into the idea of 10 minute cities and like things being more technically like not human just like how ai has taken over most customer service like uber you're not getting a person yeah. right away you're getting so cities will eventually be that you know how people work at toll booths <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a waste of a fucking salary. You can have a thing. You either pay or you don't. You're not getting through. I blame uh, Dick Wolf for all for <laughs> cops being like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you Law ever, and Order, yeah. dun dun. <laughs> if you ever watch Law and Order, you start to realize that they love like as far the only lawyers they love is the prosecution. Yeah. That's the only yeah. the only side they'll fuck with. The cops are always right, <laughs> regardless of the situation. <laughs> And then the defense lawyer is the piece of shit. And you're like, but that guy is the one who chose like to make less money so he could protect somebody who might or not might not be a scumbag. Come on. But it's like that's that's the law. Right. So that's what it's like. I just don't trust authority, period. Like <clears throat> high school dropout. OK. Like it's just like I don't think it's a good character. Mar and we will balance this out. I just don't internally when I use my intuition, I don't think it's a good character mark for you wanting to control others. Yeah. When I feel like it's a good thing to control others, I know it's coming from a place of toxic ego, limited, lack, aggressive, fear. And it's like you're not well, my friend. Like if you think yeah. it's cool to hunt. I'm not even going to get into the disgusting racial aspect of who gets hunted more. But if you like and what what system that implication has, but if you think it's cool to go patrol people 
you're not well, bro. But if you're out here trying to help someone, I believe in that. I've seen good cops. Yeah, they're they're there when you need them, and they're helpful, and they can help. Yeah. I've seen it. It does exist. Okay, so what I'm looking for is like, what is a next? Like, what is the next step then? Like, if we're going to ever change the eradication the of the system. institutions, because the bias lies in the institution. I, I think guess, that creates but it, chaos. That's, that's too much at one time for humanity. I like chaos. Yeah, <laughs> but the problem with it's like, uh, what's not chaotic about? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's fine. I I do want to go back to a point where before, just before you started that rant, you were like high school dropout. Just real quick, <laughs> <laughs> for Let's any, go. don't hold me against anything. I say high school dropout. <laughs> so the police are fucked. We got to tear down everything. <laughs> it's the most stoner shit I've ever heard. It's like, we got to end me. it all. Yep. <laughs> I think that's why they le- they uh, made... Um, like illegal uh, in the first place. Yeah, because yes. they made everybody communist, apparently. And they're just like, you can't. Bro. Maybe everyone on the force should um, have to undergo 30 days of microdosing psilocybin. When do I get the joint back? <laughs> oh, sorry. But it also, fe- it also feels like even if you did that, crazy people still do crazy things. Yeah. Like yes. you give them mushrooms, but if they're... Well, that's what I mean. Like th- there's never going to be a moment in time where... Oh, fuck. We have these institutions and the only way... It's all good. Anything will change, is like you said, if we tear them down. But then. No, I don't think that we have to tear them down. I think we need to eradicate them, which means we can't govern a millions of people one way. But that's the thing. It's like once you tear that down, it's like, like you said, it's chaos. Mm -hmm. But then it's chaos for generations. No, no, listen. So here's the actual (laughs) idea not just to strip it completely. Before the system of the... And here's how I think we serve world politics. It's insane we're getting into this. Before you remove the stencil, you have to have traced the lines, right? So before you take off the training wheels, you got to learn how to ride. So before you remove the system of law that says you can't physically abuse one another, we have to create such tighter, smaller systems like villages that I would never want to hit you. You would never want to hit me. I only want to share with you, and you'd only want to share with me. Those systems find the heart that keeps the actual society together and the thread of helping each other, because humans can't exist in mass. We only exist in small villages. But we're never not going to exist in mass. That's what I mean. There are too many people. But you have to, that's just my idea. You have to have communities that have each other's backs well enough that that chaos wouldn't ensue. But we're just humans. We're so unpredictable and we're addicted to violence. So it will never be. But that's the thing. It's like you try to create these peaceful uh, uh, utopias. But the problem is like people will always want to use that to their advantage. Some. Like, well, some, but like most of the time, it's like, it's like, uh, and we have to protect against it. Yeah, but you see, authoritarian regimes regimes do it all. They take the goodwill of their people and they use it to do atrocious things. Yeah. It's like, it, it's just that's, every time, every time the general population just gives up their own discernment to follow the law of what is blindly being you know, demanded of you, it's it's no good. But that's the thing. It's that's, no good. That's, commu- that's in their mind community. That's nationalism. When the problem with that is it's like... It's no good. It's, mm. It never is, but the, like 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 you said, if, if you tear down what we have right now, it'll take generations to rebuild into what you want. Which, and it'll it get will. so... It'll get off track again. Yeah, there, a lot I of think- people will die for because of that reason. Uh, and... Um, it's like religion. Yeah. It's like religion all over. 
it's it's the idea of um it's our morality it's like uh it's like if we don't have any more morality what are we going to lean towards we're going to lean towards so what we survival of the fittest yeah what what me and win often land on and that's true really good points what we land on is that <clears throat> we're just here to dance and try different things and there will be sensations on certain timelines so that's the thing we're we're definitely commenting on kind of the third dimension world as yeah. it is right now and it's it's cool that we see some of the same things well, things are changing they're like look at like we're smoking weed like a yeah. couple of years ago we could have went away for a while yep if too. somebody exactly. found us doing this there's progress you're right that's beautiful but it's always small increments and that's mm -hmm. why it's like mm. as far, as much as we all hate the justice system and the way it is it's like it's a small little things yeah. it does keep order it does it does help when it needs to. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times it's it's very corrupt is the only issue and it's hard to get rid of corruption, especially that. Can you get rid of corruption? Because you'd have to get rid of corrupt people. And that means uh, you're probably going to have to step the line there. Okay, stepping with. So are you cool with that? It's kind of that thing. It's what comics book, comic books taught me. It's, it's comic book morality. It's like good yeah. and evil. Yeah, comic yeah. books yeah. do really put, it's like the, the that generation's Bible. It's like, oh, Stan Lee's good dude in his heart, man. He's yeah. writing some nice things in there. I love Spider-Man because the whole idea of him just being a kid, but he like he has all this power. Yeah, all he could do whatever he wants. And he never kills the villain when he can. No, all if you ever read a Spider-Man comic or just watch anything about Spider-Man, it's just everybody does that dude dirty. <laughs> <laughs> his girlfriends die. His his family dies. The first person in his life, like his parents died, his uncle died. They all die in violent ways. But it's that extreme form of like, oh, but he's still a good dude. Uh, he still has that great power, great responsibility. If you have this power, you shouldn't use it to kill other people. But a lot of people don't read comics is what I'm saying. <laughs> no! Read comics. Learn morality. You don't have to read the Bible to learn this stuff. Bro, that's going to be a clip on Instagram for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was bars, homie. I can already see the Spider-Man swinging across the screen. Do you have your <coughs> own, like, general morals? rules yeah, lined comic up books. for yourself um yeah i guess i learned some of it but then i also learned it's not always black and white yeah. as cops have proven over and over again <laughs> if we're going back to that it's just uh, it's just try to be the best person you, as as uh, as stereotypical as it sounds it's just um it's, you got to let yourself govern yourself you know let's be like how far are you willing to take a situation just to be right mm -hmm. or just to feel like, oh, I want this fame. Who am I willing to go like walk over to get there? It's like, that's yeah. not always the case. Mine's mostly just get high <laughs> and hopefully comedy goes well. I just, <laughs> that's like, awesome. That's all, that's all I, it's, it's priorities. And for me, comedy is one of them, I yeah. guess. I know it's, uh, and that's a very privileged thing I get to do, you know? Yeah, it should be that I have a real job. This isn't comedy's not. It's Canada. I'm gonna. Be, I don't know who's watching. Fuck you. Should be a full time comic. Uh, it's it's. I'm cool with it. I like. I've always worked. I've always had jobs. So it's always weird when I don't. I get to do this and still have a job, which is very nice. But sometimes for a lot of people, it's not. But yeah, I like working. You're very mature. Uh, I look. Pretty bad for 27, though. <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> just uh, just aged terribly oh, because of my you. wisdom. 
Well, I think the wisdom is uh, much more important. I don't know if I was thinking any of this shit at 27. Oh, this is just uh, this is just being broken. Uh, that's that's all this is. When did you break? I don't know. Probably when I smoked that joint. <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to any uh, philosophers or like any? Um, a lot in school when when they would make us and stuff. I, I really <laughs> well. This generally where you learn everything, in my opinion. Um, I I was uh, I was a very very big fan of Descartes. Oh. Uh, uh, he 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 spoke the truth. No, it, his whole thing was the truth might not be the truth. Uh, he, his whole exactly. thing was uh, maybe we don't even exist. Yeah. <laughs> That's if we're getting real stoner. Yeah, Descartes yeah. a very stoner philosopher. No, uh, it's great. Wayne Dyer has uh, quoted him before in some lectures I've listened to of his, and I love the I love the elements that he brings because we're this constant evolving perspective. Something can happen tomorrow, and it will completely change your opinion of it. Like a white cop could save your life tomorrow. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, they're the best. <laughs> like, you're, you are full of shit to yourself in 10 years. You know what I mean? And you 10 years ago was a perfectly whole, beautiful version of yourself, but less developed to the experiences and knowledge that you hold now. Yeah, I can't imagine what I'm going to be like at 37. Yeah. You know? Like, you know? Like, so... Enjoy. It's almost like the levity that you get from those inspirations of those philosophies is you're like, okay, I feel like this right now. That's cool. Like, but like you don't like. It's not the full reality. There's other sides to the truth. It's like this concept of like you're seeing this side and you can see Irie and I just see the the grown indoors and it's like you're like no 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 that's what you're seeing and I'm like yeah yeah no but yeah. that's what I'm seeing and we're looking at the same thing but it's completely different. So yeah, that's cool. It brings levity to life to not take yourself so seriously. Oh yeah, but there's times when you kind of have to do that. You can't really be bringing levity to every. Can't Why? be going to a funeral and be like, "Hey, fucking." <laughs> no, I'm that guy, yeah. bro. <laughs> I, I find um, I I feel like I don't know. Just that's respectful of you, though. You're very respectful. Guy. I think there's a, there's a difference between <coughs> uh, believing that death isn't. Like I think the belief the system end. that you hold yeah. is he doesn't show up disrespectful. I just wanted to clarify no, no, that yeah, just, he's just, not showing up like well you know he it was he there's chose a lot it of times to. during this podcast where you're like he's not really he's he's a better dude than that you know <laughs> just looking at the camera and be like ah that's that's what I'm here for bro this would be a boring show if I wasn't a part oh, of it <laughs> um, I'm gonna be honest excuse uh, me. I get, uh, I'm just, you're yeah. very polite, you know? Everyone's so politically correct. I'm here to just shake shit up. That's um, true. Uh, I, as far as death, I, I know it's a concept, and I, I myself don't really, like, I find everybody dies. <laughs> just, the, just a natural cause, but so why take it so seriously is what I'm saying. Yeah. Every, everybody has their time. There it is. So there's the full levity. That's but what you also, I feel like, uh, yeah, wisdom. we spend our whole lives getting to know these certain people in our like our grandparents our parents yeah so if they die or like even like a close <coughs> friend that you've known for years dies and it's then, sad for you yeah it's sad and then some dude shows up being like yo i got jokes you know just just saying nah, it's like, not right to enforce your frequency yeah. on others and it's definitely right to you know offer condolences if someone is processing i see that but it's like i think uh, the saying is um time 
plus or tragedy plus time equals comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a time and a place for certain things. Exactly. Like I can understand doing it like even to a public figure, I guess. It's like, but like doing going to somebody's funeral or like wake. <laughs> well, too soon. Yeah, you're too like too soon. Like ah, the body's not even cold yet, man. You need to <laughs> calm down. Yeah. Yeah, processing yeah. and mourning is a thing. That's for sure. It's funny though. Yeah, I think though. I think especially the last couple of years have taught us that we're a little. We give death sometimes like words too much power. Yeah. Like by just like living in fear of it. Yeah. Like, and it's like, well, you, you really, you're putting all this weird onus on, like, something may or may not happening. You could just, like, get smoked tomorrow, son. Like, like, don't worry about it. Like, if you make it to the point where you can see your way out, congratulations, really. Like, yeah, but we, we definitely have been marketed that death bad life good and that's yeah. true there is to a certain we all want to kind of live life we all want to make friends we day all make warm yeah i wouldn't be doing comedy if i if i didn't care about life you know yeah or i wouldn't be trying to work as hard as i am or you guys work as hard as you are if we didn't care for life but i also understand that i'm just gonna die one day yeah my family is probably the only one that that are gonna <coughs> remember me and then they're gonna pass on and then but then also, if you think about this episode being watched in 10 years, you can still live on. Yeah, hopefully. You're, yo, this is actually a trip. If you're watching this 10 Meta. years from now, you are in the manifestation <laughs> of the moment that we considered it may happening, and congratulations, Peter Saran. Yeah, uh, if you're watching this in 10 years, I- I'm dead. <laughs> Just remember that. Never forget. I did not in- imply that. I was. I'm dead. Butterfly <laughs> effect. It's happening now. There's no. I'm not. I'm not making it to 37. Yet. You can't stop me. <laughs> okay. Well, this is the very sad celebration and mourning of Peter Saran. And I got jokes. <laughs> Let's go. It's an open mic. Everybody gets one. Dude, is that what you want for for your demise? Oh, not even close. (laughs) I don't want any asshole that I know that does comedy to come to my wake and start making jokes. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) I don't want any asshole I know. I would do it. No, you're not. I'm just kidding. No, respectful. Okay, I have a I have a back to weed question. So when you said that you have like anxiety or like a stage fright or whatever. And then you get high, and then do you, my question is, do you still feel <coughs> that anxiety, but it helps you to do it anyways, or does it actually make the anxiety dissipate? Um, I don't think the anxiety ever kind of leaves. Yeah. I think it's more like I, I'm more comfortable yeah. with the anxiety. Yeah. Like, it's still there. It's obviously still there. Yeah. I think a lot of people, even like day-to-day shit, it's like everybody gets anxiety at some point. Totally. It's hard mm. to run away from. I think it's just being comfortable that sometimes it'll just happen. Yeah. You won't be able to control it. For me, uh, I'm hoping it's just funny. You know, <laughs> if I'm having a full breakdown or a mental breakdown, I hope I hope it's like the best, like the funniest ten minutes of my life. You know, but it, I just got to be comfortable with the sage fright that that um, that nothing's gonna go the way I want it to. Mm. So I'll just go flow with the punches. Hopefully, none of them hit. <laughs> about it well and going back to like that oh. is just so beautiful that philosophy sorry Wayne. no I know and you're so young 
Uh, I look terrible. <laughs> no, you don't. I look, I look terrible. No, you don't. Remember, not making it a 30 <laughs> Be kind to yourself, bro. So when yeah. I last saw you and you started talking about the music that, that was happening, I was just like, that's so funny. Like, I don't think that I'll... I'll ever be that funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you want my kind of broken. I don't seem to be in a pretty loving relationship. I am. I am. That's true. You don't want this. I promise you that. It's a lot of staring at the wall. Oh. How do you feel during moments of silence on stage? I like it. I, I, I used to hate it. I think every comic our whole when we first start comedy i feel like it's it's about the laughter we want people to laugh mm-hmm. yeah and then the more you do it you you start to realize that that when you become comfortable with the silence people start to understand a bit more mm. it lets you slow things down yeah it lets you uh, it lets the crowd understand what you said without you quickly moving on mm. now sometimes giving them space almost. yeah and sometimes co- silence isn't great like like the <laughs> the thing is, you gotta learn w- which silence is good and which silence <laughs> is bad. Because yeah. one silence is like, oh, they're trying to understand what you say and they're liking it. You can see the smiles on their faces. The other ones, they're completely upset uh, by what you just said, uh, <laughs> and they're staring at you like, oh, buddy, your next thing must better be hella funny or we're just turning around on you. Have you had that? Oh, constantly. <laughs> That's, no that's the one thing I've had the most in comedy. No way. It's just people People just stop. Like, uh, There's points where I'm like, I have the crowd, and then I'll say something off kilter, <laughs> and uh, and the crowd will just, just turn on me. I, I I don't even know if this is, I should even say this part. Do it. I was doing a, I was doing a <laughs> set, and it was a late night, and I found out this lady was German. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I started talking to her, and I'm like, oh, I don't know much about Germany, but, but the things I learned in school, you know, it doesn't paint a pretty picture. And the lady looked oh, at me, I'm like, oh, shit. okay. But then oh. I started going deeper into it, I'm like, yeah, so when you're a kid, like, I know what I learned about what happened. Like, how did you guys le- have to learn about what happened? Like, oh. did they make you sign, like, a note? Like, your parents <laughs> had to sign, like, oh. Like they're about to watch an R-rated movie. Fuck. Oh, dude, that's brilliant. But then inside, it, it, it was good for that part. The whole crowd was in it. I was like, okay, cool. Then I go like, oh, do, do you know what? If you think about it, if Germany didn't do what they did, there wouldn't be Israel and Palestine right now. Like the problems. Oh my god. And the crowd was just like, what? Oh. And I go like, did I go too far? And one lady's like, yeah, you went too far. I was like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> this is not gonna end. It's- and that was at the beginning of my. I'm going to say 10 minutes at. Oh, my God. Oh, so I had seven fuck. minutes on stage being like, ah, yo, guys, like the Germany part. Uh. <laughs> but the time. Yeah. It's the, 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 the event plus time. Yeah, no, I, I, not I just. Not enough time didn't has follow the rules. No, no, I, I don't. That's my thing. I say shit. Don't ever, rarely follow what I say. I just, I was like, maybe. <laughs> But yeah, it, it happened, oh, and uh, it happens quite often. It's like you, you you're trying something, and sometimes you'll say something off kilter, and then you just have to learn to sit with it. It's like people like um, there are consequences for your words. It, it's mostly people just being like, "Well, what did you just say?" Yeah. And then you being hella embarrassed about what you just said. Like, there's never like, like I've s- seen some comics say some horrendous stuff, 
and then still be okay the next day. Mm-hmm. I think it's like wh- how far you, up the ladder you get as far mm-hmm. as like comedy. Where's that line? I don't, uh, that's the thing, it's like, there. I don't think there's a line, but people draw their own lines every time. Right. And you can't mm-hmm. always have, the, the audience won't always follow you. I'm not saying it's good or bad, I'm just saying everybody has their lines. Right. And sometimes... I came up... <clears throat> you just gotta learn to live with that. Exactly, yeah. No, exactly, and that's ultimately what it is, being able to stand beside what you say, so... Hopefully everything you said isn't just for the fuck of saying something edgy and wild. It, it actually has a backbone to it. Like, I came up, like, basically just loving Richard Pryor. Yeah. Like, that's who I consider. I have, like, three three creative gods that I kind of follow that I feel like reach demigod status on Earth as humans. It's Richard Pryor, Eminem, and Jim Carrey. And I'm just like, you're such all a master at what you did so well that I fo- if I follow, if I just watch you do your thing, I'll be able to emulate well enough yeah. to be a blend of inspiration that's good. And Richard Pryor sing was like, he... He, I guess, <clears throat> grew up in such extreme circumstances that what was really edgy to you was obvious to him. So he lived in that pain. So when he served it, it came from a place of having a reality backbone, but like it was often too edgy or real for people to accept at that time. Yeah. So I'm like, you're not doing your job right as a comedian if you're not saying something that's like pushing people's ready to hear. Yeah. So even Winnie being like <clears throat> a female stand-up comedian and like owning her sex stories, and like you just don't see that. It's just newer. It's yeah. newer. So you should be just be pushing it. So. I'm always I'm always proud of comedians like yourself who will fucking say this shit, stick to it. Oh no, I want you I want you guys to know. Once <laughs> I said this the Israel Palestine thing, I really took it back. After, <laughs> I was like, please love me again. Oh, I, no. You guys love me for the first three minutes. Please yeah. don't leave me. Oh okay. Yeah, I'm immediately like ah, my bad. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I don't I don't mind I, I stand by like like trying new stuff out there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. it's adjusting it's it's evolving it's writing it so you it just keeps hitting the way you want it to you know yeah. mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with wanting to say edgy stuff but everybody says edgy stuff all yeah. the time like not yeah. just for the sake of it don't just say yeah, edgy it, shit yeah. it needs to have shit. something it, it, say it, the real thing yeah it should mean something to you when you say it you yeah. know and if yeah. it fucking gets people then it gets people <clears throat> okay so um <laughs> if you had a magic genie and this genie as we all do sometimes as you say it to the brown man <laughs> would i like a magic genie <laughs> all right is a genie a brown and, man? And the, the <laughs> no, the guy who usually uses the genie is a brown man. Oh, word. <laughs> yeah, they call him Aladdin, I think. Oh, word. <laughs> this, we I can make Aladdin. this genie look how um, like Mr. Clean or something if you want. No, no, he's going to look blue. I want you to know that. But I want the audience and you to okay. live with that. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Um, I take that. Uh, <laughs> um, Accepted. And then he was like, hey, I'm going to give you for one year, like whatever you want to happen in your career, in your personal life, in your relationships, in your networking, who you're gonna meet, I'm gonna make it happen. You have one year. What does your year look like? My year look like? Yeah. I don't know, probably as weird as this sounds, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, how I, mostly just me doing stand-up. <laughs> Just doing it every day, every weekend. Okay, just, so that's, that's Yeah, it. I have no ambitions outside of just 
doing stand up is a huge yeah. ambition that's dope though but it's like uh, a lot of people because canadian comics a lot of times have to do other things just to be able to do the thing they love and so a lot of us become very good at other things and we, we a lot of us become happy in certain my my fear is like the whole thing with the genie and stuff it's like the way i grew up the genie was never like a good guy mm. it was always like you ask for a way she gives you what you want but not exactly how you want it. Right. You always, it's always a trap. Suspicious. So my fear is like I get what I want and I truly become happy. But that's when like God, like when that's when shit hits me. It's like yeah. oh, that's when I get everything taken away from me. It's like I felt that for a bit, and then it's ripped out of my hands. Mm. For me, it's like everything takes time and it takes progress. And I wish there was a genie that could just be like, hey, buddy, I'll give you everything you want, no strings attached. But yeah. it's like a lot of the time. Life is just like the way you plan it. Yeah. It's like um, I don't. Mike Tyson definitely didn't say this, but he. Yeah, that's a lot of people say it was him. It was um, everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been punched in the face a lot. <laughs> and that's fair that you have like a more like <laughs> you're coming from a more brutalized place, and 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 that's cool. And a lot of people need that perspective perception of strength and from a higher per frequency perception of that wisdom that you just shared just to stay steady is <clears throat> don't get too attached to your circumstances no. if you work out at 5 a.m when it's winter you work out at five or when it's summer you work out at 5 a.m when it's winter yeah. like you define your path and you can make those choices exactly um but yeah when when you you put it you know your circumstance gets strips away for, stripped away from you well it will naturally just by the progression of linear time yeah. you'll win the Oscar and then it won't be that day where you won the Oscar anymore it will be tomorrow and like then it will be the day after you won the Oscar and then a week and then a month and then a yeah. year and then it's like you, naturally things change yeah so you can't get like stuck to those moments of glory in the dream you can work towards them though I think it's yeah. worth working towards them because the journey is the fucking meat yeah for me it's like uh, I think of it this way I think of um I think like I don't think Will Smith woke up that day being like I'm gonna slap the mm -mm, shit out of Chris no Rock way. and then lose everything. Yeah, and that's right? what, that's what happened. That's my fear is like I'm finally happy. I I've worked so hard to get what I want, and then it's just all ripped away from me. Well, that's due to your own mm -hmm. actions. At yeah, one way it's, or usually, another. it's usually your own actions. But I, that's like the that's what I fear <coughs> the most is like. Do you hold back from happiness because you're afraid of the consequences? Yeah, I don't know about that, bro. You should definitely actually <laughs> pursue this shit. I'm glad I, we're trapping this open right I, now. Yeah, I guess. The therapy, nice. Uh, we did start like a therapy session, you know? Yeah. You did a little blessing of the bell. Yeah, you got to bless it again. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I, I've been happy. I think everybody's been happy. It's, it's hard to justify or quantify what that is to a lot of people. Yeah. Like for me, it's just right now being happy is just doing comedy and getting high and playing video games. Uh, this is probably one of the best and joints then, I've ever rolled. Oh, it has some rosin in it. You know that expensive stuff? Yeah. The no processing, just pressed. Yeah. Holy Man, weed's so weird now. <laughs> so when you're not doing those things that you just mentioned that make you happy, uh, are do you are you looking at life like this is good? This is how like are, are you having some fluctuating feelings I think uh, everybody has fluctuating feelings regardless of for me it's more like um, I like I like playing video games and I like doing comedy so that in my my my, my mind is like happiness but then it's like there's new experiences 
Like I'm maybe I'm not ha- maybe I find something I'm happy about that the next year. You mm-hmm. never know. For but for now it's like like what I have and what I'm doing, I have no issue with it. But that will change in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedy. What what I learned about comedy is is just you have to be able to adapt. The longer you do this, mm-hmm. the more you have to learn how to adapt. Whether it's your comedy, or even who you are, just 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 to understand yourself because you're never as a comedian you're never complete mm. you're, you'll never truly be who you want to be fuck but a lot of comedians comedians have learned to just they're happy with what they have and they're ha- hoping to grow yeah. that's all i'm hoping to do is grow <clears throat> you always gotta you always gotta want to yeah that's uh, but some people you see you're like oh you you've been stuck on on this thing for the last 20 years oh like their act yeah, their act yeah. or or the kind of person they are, and it's yeah. just like it's not it's not working for you. Yeah, Chris Delia did really well. He moved in. I did stand up with him in 2010 at the Comedy Store, and he was crushing the local rooms. He had that buzz, but then he fucking got on what was it called back in the day? The Vine. Remember Vine? Vine? Yeah, it was I remember 15 Vine. second video. And then the quick hits, and then he just like also blew up on social media. So that's it, right? The pathways <clears throat> that you start to refine for yourselves where you're like trying different things. And yeah, you just got to stay hungry. That's like really good to see where people evolve into and like what their craft becomes if they continue to feed it. Because yeah. you're right, they can just get caught in a loop, some people. And it's sad to see. I know some really good musicians and in this city, man, Toronto's heavy, bro. Yeah. Like, and I've been around to see like the American cities, they're great too, but like Toronto can definitely play, but it's a mentality. It's a, there, there's a plateau, there's a ceiling. And I'm like, why, how, how could you not want to like, you know, like, like take on the burden of marketing per se. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the question. That's yeah. the ask. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about all that shit as an artist? Because you get booked pretty well, right? Like you're doing Puff Mama show tonight. Well, yeah, um, I do. Shout I, out. I do well. Uh, there's a lot of dudes in the scene that do really well and deserve what they have. Um, for me, it's just like, uh, um, one of you guys might have met him. His uh, name is Jesse Singh. Uh, very funny dude. He has an album coming out. You guys should check that out. It's called The Goat. Right the baby goat you should check it out it's very it's a good album good comedy album mm-hmm. he once told me uh, his only thing in comedy is to become undeniable there it is mm-hmm. that was the aim for me as yeah. well aim a fucking undeniable and that's 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 what i what i adopted from him Gangster. where it's like uh, uh you're right that's what i want as a comedian yeah it doesn't matter how i get booked or what i get booked on as uh, as long as my comedy you is where i want it to be where I find it undeniable, and a lot of dudes in this scene are very undeniable comics. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and so we all Facts. work and we all strive to that. So that's why it's so hard for for us. I love that, man. I love that. You guys should. <clears throat> no, you get like yeah, that's that's, that's so something to be <clears throat> celebrated. Like everyone involved with these scenes should feel so dope for just participating. I know it's a tough grind. You're getting out there for not a lot of cash a lot of the times. You're getting out there on cold nights. These are clubs. These are weddings. But the love. Do you want to stay in Toronto? On. Would you go somewhere else? If- um, I think a lot of us have to make that decision to leave. Yeah. And it does suck because I want to stay in Toronto. But I know if I if I want to stay in Toronto, it won't be through 
just stand up. It'll be some other part of the, of the, the industry and yeah. stuff that I would have to do for Canada to be like, yeah, we want you to hear. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of guys that did it. A lot of funny dudes that still do stand-up comedy. But the fact that they they have, like, very good working relationship with the entertainment business here. Yeah. They don't have to leave. Yeah. And th- I find that to be... Th- I just want to stay. And everybody I know is here. My family's here. Do you my think... My friends are all here. All right, people. Yeah, there you go. You Book Peter, man. <laughs> um, don't, don't do that. <laughs> no, you should get booked, man. You're hilarious. You fuck with corporate gigs and stuff like that? Um, I know a lot of comics that do. I just don't find myself. I don't think I fit into that. And don't get me wrong. If you, you never give me know a cor- where you could serve. If you give me a corporate, I'll probably most likely take it. But uh, there's, um, if it was like, hopefully everybody likes weed. Yeah, it, we, there's corporate weed. You can yeah. get corporate weed gigs. That's what I'm saying. This podcast is weed one of the or main, whatever, whatever. It any was. of the dope. I mean. Yeah. Hershey chocolate, you know, reach out <laughs> or whatever if you need a weed comic. Maybe Facts. Can Expo. Hey, uh, that'd be fun. Yeah, we're wait. hosting Can Expo. Oh, there's a, in March. In March. Enter Care Center. Enter Care. That's a big center. It's lit. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, is, ever, is Do you get to hotbox the, the Enter Care? There's a consumption lounge. There's a consumption lounge. Yeah, that sounds outside, like. Though. I think. I, oh, that's covered. cool. It's a covered heated tent, I think. Yeah, we're not quite sure, but. Which I don't know. Whenever I hear consumption, I think of Oregon Trail. I don't know if anybody, <laughs> you know, like every time you die of consumption, you're like, isn't that. Oregon Trail? <laughs> yeah, Oregon Trail. You never played it? No. Okay, so I don't know. It was like an educational game, okay. but it was uh, it was an American educational game. Oregon Trail. Oregon, like the like on the computer game, and you're yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. like the gold rush or something. Yeah, yeah, and you're trying. You're like a you're like a Dutch family. Yeah, what the <laughs> or a fuck German is family. this? Why do it was a, why the fuck? I would don't you play remember this. this. You know, it was around. I don't the same think any. Time. I don't think a lot of Canadian kids played it. I remember it was on, like our local library, like on the computer. <laughs> And so we'd I go feel like in. I got that shit in primary school. Yeah, th- how but the fuck do you know about that? I don't, I know <laughs> we. I was a latchkey kid. <laughs> I learned a lot. Um, but um, yeah, it was like one of those things where where one of the things you died from was consumption. And for the second, right. and every time I heard, I was like, yo, these people were eating a lot. <laughs> if they right. were dying of. But then I realized, oh, it's it's you shit yourself to death. That's what. Consumption is is like oh that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, I, this has been lovely. <laughs> <laughs> terrible way to go out is all I'm saying. I'm pretty sure a couple of presidents have gone out <coughs> from consumption. Mm-hmm. <coughs> that's insane. Yeah. You literally shit yourself to death. Yeah, I mean people it's like, fucked up. Yeah, we, we died. We died from a lot of things before we figured out not how not to die from them. Facts. Wow. Shit, man. Oh, yeah, now all you got to do is drink Gatorade and you're good. Yeah, you know? Gatorade and you stop pooping. Or eat dates if you want to start pooping. Like Jeffrey Dahmer? What? Is that what Jeffrey Dahmer eat, did? Eat dates? Oh, oh I see what you're... Yeah. Bars, yeah. Puns. They weren't... He went on a date one. with a human being and then chopped him off and ate them? I mean, I, I think he tried oh. to make zombies out of them first. He put, like, ac- oh, battery acid... In uh, in people's heads, because he thought uh, that's how you make a zombie, and to an extent, <laughs> he kind of did, because it left the people. Fuck. 
completely zombied. Yeah. They were so zombified. Yeah, but it's a <laughs> it's, funny, it's a, actually a very terrible case, and the show does not make a good. They make him hot. That's weird. Oh man! <laughs> they made Jeffrey really? Dahmer hot. Yeah, they made it Evan Peters. Gross. Because he Bad. was a charming. He was charming. That's how he lured women in. No, uh, men. Men, sorry. Or I think he might have murdered women. I, I no, but he was gay, right? Yeah. Or yeah. I, I, I anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, we have not seen the show. Apparently, um, it's the Netflix show. It's yeah, it stars like Evan Peters playing as Jeffrey Dahmer, and I'm already like, because uh, I don't know if you remember Monster, mm-hmm. where they took um, Sh- Charlize Theron and they actually try to make her look like yeah. Eileen Warnos. They did not do that with Evan Peters. Right, he just looked like Evan Peters. So people were like. Yeah, yeah there's like, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Apparently, t- Ted Bundy was also very attractive as a serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> Ted Bundy is who I was thinking of. I, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I know a lot of women who are into that, that those stories and yeah. that type of content. I am not one of them. I think it, for more, it's like much, my, I think my sister explained it to me. She listens to that stuff because it feels, it's like, it's like, you learn from it mm. it's like learning from history and kind of yeah. like like you learn about these cycles and then you're like oh i'm never gonna fall for one of these cycles right never listen to it yeah and then you also get to learn like because i'm hoping a lot of show or a lot of stuff that do documentaries like those focus on the victims more than they focus on mm. on the killer because i know a lot of like a lot of people are into like serial killer like memorabilia yeah so, so that's always weird just because they don't understand it maybe so they're like let Not, me i think it's because they understand it too much Ooh. they're just too like when you get like it's like a fandom it's like when you get very invested you start going to these like um uh my one of my friends tried to explain uh like my little pony has like a very big fandom and it's yeah. mostly adults they call themselves uh, uh bronies mm. Oh, I and they have like that. a they have like a their own kind of like fan expo every year. Mm-hmm. I don't, but it's apparently like a very like weird, weird fandom. Yeah. Do you think these are people who have sex in those outfits? I hope to God not, because I'm assuming a lot of kids are going in these. No, I think it's like a, a primary older crowd who's yeah, like yeah. these fans. But I think mo- it's uh, <laughs> because it's directed towards children. It's it is a children's show. Kids show. And so when is that who's going to these conferences though? They no, should just I have really doubt. I really doubt they're throwing kids. They should have separate conferences. I think I think it's just people who are really into a certain fandom, and then a few people that are also into it, but also have like like very malicious intent when it comes to that. What do you mean? Like you know, some people just really like the TV show. Some people like the idea that this show attracts a certain demographic. You know, it's very different. Right. And I don't think you can put everybody in that single, singular box. Because mm. I, I, like, I grew up on cartoons and stuff. Like, I love Spider-Man and stuff like that. Yeah, me too. But I, there's probably people out there that, that are using that to their advantage to do weird stuff. Like there should lure a- kids in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not there- trying to say it like that. Right. There should absolutely... <laughs> well, that's what no, the fuck but it is. Hold yeah. on, though. There's, you, you should have to go with a child to this event. Like You, you can't just, as an adult, go to one of these events. It's totally fine to have an age limit But I've also, that. like, I've had... I have parents. I know they're not the most attentive humans. 
they're always busy, they gotta do shit. Sometimes they'll just let you off the leash for two seconds, and now you're following a dude into a bathroom. That's, jeez. That is, you want it dark. <laughs> I didn't want dark, I just wanted to clarify, homie. You shit. want it dark. <laughs> People don't think I can do darker, dark humor, but I can. I try not to. I'm surprised that they don't have an age limit on You're that. Hilarious, that's crazy. Dude. Are they? I get, it's hard to put an age limit on something that's like supposed to be a kid yeah. show. Who's who's paying these tickets? Not kids. Yeah, yeah, parents. But you have to be. It's like going to a dog park and walking into yeah. the dog park without a dog Weasel. and like well, touching the, other people's I, dogs. I, I see it. I see it this <laughs> no way. Touching. I see it this way. You kind of have to like you don't buy tickets to to a dog park. You know, people buy. <laughs> tickets and they're and the people that are taking these tickets in are like oh these must be people who paid for it so their kids could come and they, they could have a whole and then they show up and it's just a bunch of 40 year old dudes Fuck yeah i don't know how to fix that a bunch of adults <laughs> without children we don't have an answer yeah. for that one what are they gonna be like no we're canceled go home we're refunding you they're like no they came we might as well i just well. think it's okay to not let like advertise it as a like you have to bring a kid <laughs> like, yeah i don't but we're if, gonna figure this out before we put you have to bring out. a kid otherwise I, you won't be let in like, i think no, the problem like, here can i at hedonism which is a uh, like swingers resort you know you have to be a couple wait hold up go back <laughs> i thought you meant hedonism as the like this like the philosophy of hedonism. Yeah, it is. But it's also but, the name of a resort. The the resort thing. Okay, so it's a resort mm. called hedonism. Okay. Because yeah. of the philosophy. Of, of the philosophy, meaning. but I assumed you Same. just meant like philosophy and then you're like, uh, then people show up to hedonism. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. okay. that's exactly right. I guess that makes sense. Same concept so, though. It, but yeah, so at this resort, it's couples, thruples, and single ladies. If you are a single man, you are not allowed in this resort due to, good, due to, you know, um, Being just safety. Yeah. Just safety, Facts. honestly. Yeah. So you could say a similar thing for My Little Pony. Bro, if you're, you know, over the age of 21 and you're coming to this thing, like, by yourself, like, we can't for safety reasons. I that's, hope you understand. Yeah. That's why you got to go to the Gilmore Girls Convention. <laughs> it happens every year in Toronto. They bring one cast member every year. Last year, they brought in Melitha, M- Melissa M- McCarthy. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's her name. Whatever. You love the Gilmore Girls? Do you go to this? Uh, no. They, I'm, I'm making it up. They don't look uh, this up. Oh, my God. I was actually like, that's crazy. I, I believed you if, wholeheartedly. You're full of laughs. I, I mean, like, I feel like if you had, like, a Gilmore Girls thing, that's very much, like, older adult women showing up to that yeah. and being like, oh, I'm looking for a younger man. <laughs> that's what a Gilmore Girl convention that's probably hot. is. That's hot. I mean, at, le- at least it's legal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <clears throat> this has been good. Dude, you are a very funny guy, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was very fun. Yeah, this was really a nice way to spend the afternoon on this rainy day. Yeah, you brought great levity. We touched on some dark topics. Um, I enjoyed myself. I'm high as fuck. Any, yeah, yeah, me too. Any, any kind of closing sentiments or whatever? Oh, I'm sad it's over. <laughs> but any closing sentiments before we wrap up? Or where can people find you and let us all know? Um, you can find me on uh, mostly Instagram, Saran Rap. Uh, you can find me under Saran Wrap. Um, we'll put that in the description below. Yes. Um, like frozen meat, find me under Saran Wrap. Yeah, I, I don't get any money from them, which sucks. But <laughs> You should, though. For no, real. I know. It's spelled exactly the same. I'm I'd love that for you. And it's a Dutch company, so I'm starting to think it had something to do with, <laughs> with them taking over India. For, um, but... Um, 
Uh, Sorry about that. No, it's all good. Uh, follow me on Instagram, <laughs> Saran, uh, zero underscore zero. Um, also, like I said before, check out my homie's uh, comedy album, The Baby Goat. It's on every all streaming platforms. I don't really have anything to plug, so I thought I'd just plug that. Sick. That's <laughs> a solid that. thing to do. We're going to find that and put that in the description below. Please do. And big shout out. Uh, we're back in the Meta Milky Way, everybody. Yes. Mm. First one back at the stew with Peter. <clears throat> so thanks so much for this space. What do you, what, we want to drop a gem before we dip because, you know, I used to There's read something. There's lots here. of gems. So I just want to give him an opportunity to just say, what is a piece of advice for a happy life that you'd like to leave the audience with? Uh, just be you. It's as simple as that sounds. I mean, like, who's gonna do you but you? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, facts. Fuck with yourself. Yeah! Oh. Bless, man. I love that. I w I'm gonna start fucking with myself. Fuck with yourself, Winnie. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me. Bless Thank you. Thank you. Subscribe, tell a friend, send nudes to those who want them. Um, Consent. You know, uh, dress dress for the part you want to fulfill. You know, that's, you know, I don't yes. know. <laughs> okay. See you next week. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> bye. <laughs> see something so true that you couldn't unsee it something that you just knew would serve you whether it be self-awareness plant medicine a lover a career that's what we get down to here Welcome to Disciplined Stoners, the gateway drug to mindfulness. Spark up or don't, and enjoy the show. Glad you're here. Shut up, Evie.